Hey, listen to Commander Cookout Podcast, episode 62. I'm Brando. I'm here with Ryan. Today we're going to talk about a flood of tentacle monsters. Do not Google that. Now hit our theme song! Hey, Ryan. We are back for yet another whirlwind adventure. How you doing? Good. What's going down? Whole bunch is going down. We're reaching the end of the arc of the audience, and today we're going to revisit our T1 CEDH deck. In Yidris, the Maelstrom Wielder? Maelstrom Wanderer? I think it's Maelstrom Wielder. Uh, Yeah, you're right. Either way, we're going to talk about him on the other end of the spectrum. We're going from hyper-tuned, super-duper D-bag, turn one combo win, and uh, now we're going to do not that. Yeah, it's like tier 55. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But it's still a fun deck. Sent in by... Patron... Ethan Jacobs, you'll know him better as Ejack. It's one of our best nicknames. Do not Google that either. Yeah, yeah don't Google the, the deck or the deck's author. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes, those will be bad things. Correct. Even with Google's safe search on. Yes, we do not want to be party to any of that. <laughs> no, link for the show will be in the show notes, though, so um, you can find it. And speaking of show notes and where to find them, social media coordinates. Social media coordinates. We are commandercookout at gmail.com. That's where you can send us love mail, hate mail, show suggestions, deck lists for this arc, but no nudes. Um, maybe tentacle nudes, because this is the week of tentacles and spaghetti things. Not Google tentacle nudes. I don't think Ryan ever has <laughs> Google tentacle nudes, or he would know not to suggest that. We're also Commander Cookout on Google Play, iTunes, Google Machine, edhrec.com, Patreon, and Podomatic, where we are still fighting valiantly to take down the scrapbooking ladies. Aside from that, we are CCO Podcast on Twitter and tappedout.net. That is where, as Ryan mentioned, you can see this week's list, last week's list, or whatever list we're going to talk about for the uh, rest of the show. And we would be remiss to not mention also one of the homes of CCO Podcast, FlipsideGaming.com. FlipsideGaming.com. Say it right. That cam. <laughs> yeah, that. Uh, FlipsideGaming.com, where you can go read articles, any format that you happen to play and or listen to podcasts, most notably, of course, Commander Cookout Podcast. Damn right. And you can use CCOFU promo code 10% off storewide on their cards and singles and yeah, accessories. Gotta, and... I'm going to do an order. And then I can say, I use Flipside Gaming. And I got my 10% off. And their shipping was very fast. Because I imagine it is because they know that they have legit CCO nationalites who use CCO FU promo code. I wonder if they have that uh, Liliana and Chandra playmat. I feel like that's not something that stores have. China has it. China's not a store. China's basically a store. (laughs) Have you ever seen Alibaba? It's basically a store. Oh, we were talking about that the other day at uh, Joe's Barbecue. The One of the owners at Alibaba.com or whatever is like building a house in Saskatoon and it looks like a museum. It's huge. It, it looks like a hospital. We call it the hospital. <laughs> Flipsidegaming.com. Go there or B square. CCO promo code. F-U. CCO F-U. So, I guess uh, shout outs? Shout outs. Shout out to Ejack, like we already said. Shout out to Brian... M. Olesh. Before funny nicknames, I think when I was saying thank you to him, somehow I got the thank you email myself. Neat. And he didn't. So I sent it again and then I received it again. So, Brian, thank you. Live on air. Yeah. Means a lot. Helps out a lot. Funny nickname? Funny. Uh... Brian M. Olesh. Brian Emo-ish? Brian Emo. He might be. We don't know. Well, he plays magic. He probably is. Yeah, it's true. We all were at one point. Yeah, that's a thing, right? Good on you, Brian. It'll get better. Okay. Uh, moving on. Moving on. Before the show, we've got... Mm, contest? Contest. Or, well, giveaway, really. It's kind of a contest. Who can like us the hardest? <laughs> <laughs> Smash the like button harder. We can feel it. I actually like that a lot. Yeah. Uh, Another thing maybe to not Google. Uh, Maybe maybe Google that. You can Google that one. I'm sure that would be fine. The contest this arc is we are giving away a, what do we call them, spaghetti and meatballs? That's fitting for this week's deck, yes. Yeah, spaghetti and meatballs deck. 
They are the Minotaur twins that you got when you bought a box of Dominaria. We didn't buy one. F you, Joel. Gave it to us. <laughs> <laughs> but we built the whole deck around him. It's a token-based burn deck. I played it last week. Oh, yeah. And two... I would say great effect, even though you didn't win the game. Yeah, I didn't win, but I feel like I made the splashiest stuff happen. Play of the game, Starve Extinction, Destroying Jesse's Only Mountain. F you, Jesse. Yep. And then gaining like 180 life or something? 480 life. Oh, you were at 180 or 160 life. Then you gained 400 and some life. Yes. It's pretty good. Yeah, picture that. I, I got greased with commander damage. But goddammit, did I have a lot of life. You got greased with commander damage. That is the best part of the story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, it's For Xaxes too, right? You took 21? Yeah. Either way, it's a super good deck. You totally want to win it, and you can win it by liking, sharing, interacting with us on Facebook. Or, if you're a real keener, you can delve down into the depths of the internet on Potomatic, and if you follow us there, you'll be entered to win as well. Yes, and unfollow the scrapbooking ninnies if you do follow them. I feel we'd require some kind of written or photographic evidence that they've unfollowed the ninnies though well i think any of the true cco nationalites already don't follow the ninnies so uh, whatever yeah i dig it i dig it all right so that's how you can kind of get in on that we're going to do the draw for that next week and then we'll send it off to you it's a fully sleeved perfect fitted and deck boxed deck with some really cool dice that match the theme of the deck which is cool and if you're going to be in vegas let us know and we'll uh, just give it to you there. We will personally stand on somebody's neck that we beat in a Traxable and make them give it to you. Yeah. Oh, and speaking of the game that you played, uh, what did you call them? Spaghetti and meatballs? Spaghetti and meatballs. Who did win that game? Was it you? I did. What were you playing? I was playing my Atraxable alternate wind con deck. That's right. Looks like... Attraxable in GP Vegas is going to be going down Friday evening after the uh, Commander Championship event that's being held there. I think the Commander Championship event starts at 11. I don't know if I'm going to play in it. I might just play side events and stuff because I'm not really that interested in like getting or winning or whatevering the Soul Ring playmat. I want something a little bit more unique, fun. Maybe we get together with a bunch of CCO Nation guys and we all just go in on you know, playing rounds or side events, and then we just split our tickets for prizes after that, and then nobody nobody feels bad when they get debagged out of a game by some guy that's just trying to shark EDH events. Yeah. Yeah, we can we do that. Do. So CCO Nation, hit us up on Twitter. We're going to find out the location of Attraxable for Friday, the week that we get there, because it's always set up a little bit different, and we want to make sure that we have a location that is accessible and works for all of the other content creators and fans of CCO Nation. Yes. And if you're not in our corner... F you. Yeah. yeah. Okay. F you all day. And remember, radios, if you want to help us cheat or gain an advantage that's unfair, uh, I'm all over it. If you want to help us be strategically competitive. Yeah, I like that way yeah, better. There yeah, there we go. Yeah. Should we do a deck? I guess. Like we said, Yidris, Maelstrom, Wielder. Can we just confirm that that's what his damn name is? Uh, yes. Yeah, there he is. Give him a read. Yidris Maelstrom Wielder is a 5-4 trampler for blue, black, red, green. And he has whenever Yidris Maelstrom Wielder deals combat damage to a player, gives all your spells cascade. Which means if you play him from your hand, you reveal stuff from the top of your library until you find something that costs less than the spell you played from your hand, and you play it for free. Very good. And he, he's got trample. He's super kick-ass. On our original tier one Yidris episode, we talked about getting him out turn two or whatever, having him attack, and then cascading into storm combo or doomsday piles. Yes. This is the other end of the spectrum where we're playing the biggest, baddest, most, air quotes, EDH-y things that you can play. And I think I might like this better. I definitely like this better. It's certainly drink with your buddies better. Yeah, and the, the, initially, I'll, I'll admit it, uh, last week when Ryan said, I think I want to do this deck, I was like, no, no, no. Everybody, as soon as we tell them what it is, everybody's going to know what's in it. Then when we get here today, we're kind of looking over the list, talking to them a little bit. I dig this. Yeah, and it this turns cool. out there's far more good, playable, fun, <laughs> fun yeah. Eldrazi creatures that you can play in these colors than both of us thought. We thought that it was going to have a, what we call Zata effect, right? Where there's only so much of a certain kind of card and you have to jam them in to hit your, you know, your 65 cards that you need to play. But it turns out that there's a whole bunch of suggestions that Ejac isn't playing 
that we wish that we had room for in the deck because there's a lot more than what we thought. Agreed. Okay. Should we get into some creatures? We should get into some creatures. Including Yidris, 32 creatures. It's a fair number. There are some number of them that are Eldrazi's that when they enter the battlefield or die, they give you some number of Eldrazi Scion tokens. So the Scion is a 1-1 that you can sacrifice for a colorless mana. A Spawn is a 0-1 that you sacrifice for colorless mana. So if we hit one of those in quick hits here, we're just going to say he ETBs, he gives you five spawns. Yeah. Important to note that Every one of them, I think, except for one, is like seven mana or six mana or less. So they're very easy to cascade into. And important to note that the spawns and scions give you colorless mana for the Eldrazi effects that require it. Let's start with Barrage Tyrant. 5-3 for red 4. Devoid, so that just means he's colorless. You can pay red 2. Sacrifice another colorless creature, so anything colorless or anything with Devoid, and you get to deal damage to a target creature or player, equal to the creature's power. So you fling him. That's very good. He's Fling Eldrazi. Fling Drazi. Fling Drazi. Like it. Next up, we have Bear of Silence. It's funny because he's not really a bear. He's a 2-1, not a 2-2. And he's not carrying anything. He's like closing his hands and his one of his left hands is like holding his finger up like he's telling you to be quiet <laughs> <laughs> he's a 2-1 again devoid for black one enters a battlefield you can pay one generic and one colorless if you do player sax creature so he's like a shitty gatekeeper of malakir yeah or he's like and he flies and can't block so he's like black welkin turn that has diabolic edict stapled to him uh, next up, we have Birthing Hulk. When he ETBs, he gives you two Scions, and you can pay one and colorless, regenerate him. He's a 5-4 for seven. I don't think he's very good. He costs seven for a 5-4. You can be more efficient than that. It will defi we definitely have a, uh, a creature to replace him with. Very good, yes. How about Blight Herder? 4-5, enters the battlefield. You may put two cards that an opponent owns in exile on top of their graveyard or into their graveyard. If you do, you get three... Scions. I feel like we could probably do better here too. I think the point with him is you're getting a 4-5 body and 3 Scions. So if you sacrifice those Scions immediately, you get a 4-5 body for 2 mana. But you have to give your opponent something for it. And you have to set that up by removing some of their cards from the game. Which isn't as hard as it sounds, yeah. but it's still... There are other Eldrazi creatures that make Scions probably more efficiently and do more wholesale-ass beating that we could play instead. Oh, we'll man. Eldrazi's, I think, are like the king tribe for beating wholesale ass, aren't yes, they? Th yes, they are. Yeah, we're going to find some really efficient ones coming up here. How about Blisterpod? This is efficient, <laughs> uh, although it is small. He's a 1-1 one, one for green. When he dies, you get a scion. He's a 1-1 one, one for 1. He dies, you get a 1-1 one, one for free. Would that make him a, like a doomed traveler? Is that what the Yeah, Doom Traveler, or there's a black one now that does it, and there's also a Thalid that does it, another green one. Um, Sporopod Thalid? I don't know. No, whatever. He's a 1-1 one, one that gives you a sapling when he dies. This is the same thing, except it's devoid, so it doesn't have a color. Like it. How about Brood Butcher? This guy's good. 3-3 three, three for green, black, 3, devoid. Enters battlefield, put a colorless scion into play, and green, black, sack a creature. Target creature gets minus 2, minus 2, so... He is kind of removal on tentacles. I was going to say legs. But he's on tentacles. Stop myself. And um, with all the scions that you're making, you just sacrifice everything. Yeah. Kill everything all the time. Kill all kinds of stuff. Neat. Now, this is this guy's good. I like this guy. Decimator of the provinces. Oh, I wish he was just decimator of provinces. Yeah. Yeah, that rolls off the tongue nicer. Anyway, 7-7 seven, seven for 10. Huh. When you cast him, your, all creatures you control get plus two, plus two, and gain trample until end of turn. And he himself has trample and haste. But wait, there's more. He has emerge. And emerge is you can sacrifice a creature, and the creature's converted mana cost helps pay for the emerge cost. In this case, green, 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 six. So if you cast maybe a, that dude, that blight herder that costs five, you're going to get green, 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 one. And you can just play Decimator of the Provinces like that. Yeah, he's shitty Crater Hoof Behemoth. Yeah, I think so, but 
I really like him. I think he's a good card. He's underplayed. Now imagine if you combo if you combo this with Crater Hoof Behemoth. You play Crater Hoof, boost your whole team all up, sack Crater Hoof to play this guy for like what, what one, and then win more. Because sometimes you just gotta win more. I love winning more. Yeah. Eldrazi's the tribe to win more with, too, because yeah. they're like, oh, I'm going to kill one guy with this attack. Just kidding. Decimator of provinces. Now I'm going to kill three guys. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Speaking of winning more, let's talk about a Desolation Twin. Desolation Twin. 10-10 for 10. When he enters the battlefield, put a 10-10 colorless Eldrazi creature token onto the battlefield. That's what people are going to be calling us after Traxable. Ooh! Desolation Twins. <laughs> yeah, for sure. 20 power for 10 mana. It's very Eldrazi. Yeah, Ooh. that's efficiency right there. And I don't know, partner it with your Barrage Tyrant. You just pay three and fling it and then fling the other one. Take 20, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, I don't know. Doesn't have haste? Don't care. Uh, how about Dimensional Infiltrator? Here's a little guy. Blue one for 2-1. With flash and devoid and flying. Oh, there's a laundry list. Colorless and generic. Target player exiles the top card of his or her library. If it's a land, you may return dimensional infiltrator to its owner's hand. Why would you want to do that? You could flash him in and block. And if you have extra mana, you can also cast his exile card ability. But he doesn't do anything when he comes back. He's a weird one. He's a, that's a weird ability. I don't. I can't see very many unless you're trying to save him for a removal spell because you just really need your two one. Yeah, maybe we're missing the boat on that one. But maybe there's that's a weird one. There. He's fine in this deck. And it's you know just... what? He he exiles things. So when you have to put things from exile back into graveyards, that's a cheap way to do it. Agreed. Moving on. Drowner of Hope. 5-5 five, five for blue 5. Devoid. When he enters the battlefield, you get two Scions, and you can tap a Scion. Sorry, you can sacrifice a Scion to tap target creature. It's Good right. to get big blockers out of the way. Yeah. At the cheap of sacrificing one of your Scions. Cool. How's about an Eldrazi Devastator? I think Brando yawned when he saw this. This is an 8-9 for 8 with Trample. End of story. I actually did yawn when I saw that. You could do way better. He's just a big dummy. He's not a dumb idiot because he has an ability. He's just a dummy. <laughs> <laughs> How about the... Here's, here's a good one. I like this. How about El Emrakul, the promised end? I think that this one might be on the milk list. I feel like we mention this card at least once every week. We've never actually played him in a deck. <laughs> yeah. Emrakul, promised end. 13-13 for 13. Holy jeepers. Jesus. Emrakul, the promised end, cost one less to cast each card type among cards in your graveyard. Okay, so maybe you get off on like a land and a creature and a sorcery and an instant, so he, she costs like nine. We get an, an enchantment and an artifact. Well, you, we can get those, but how often are you going to have every card type in your graveyard? Well, depending on how well your deck's built. I suppose. Anyways, it's, it's going to cost not 13. It's going to cost 12 at worst and like seven at best. Seven yeah. mana for a 13, though? That's pretty good. 13, 30. What else does he do, Ryan? I, th there's so much text on this card, <laughs> I actually can't read it on the screen. When you cast Emrakul, you gain control of target opponent during that player's next turn. After that turn, that player takes an extra turn. So they get an extra turn, but a lot of the times that turn is for nothing because you've sacrificed their stuff or done a lot of inefficient things, crappy attacks to uh, to promise their end. Ooh. Ooh. But wait, there's more. There's more? Oh, there is more. Laundry list, flying, trample, protection from instance. So you can't kill it at instant speed. It's gonna hit you, and it has flying. So it's gonna hit you. <laughs> <laughs> Very excellent. I like that one. Cool art, too. It is pretty neat. So moving right on down the line, we have one of my favorites, Endbringer. Ooh, colorless, five for a five-five. Untap it at each player's untap step, so you get to do its effects every turn. One of them is tap, and it deals one damage to target creature or player. Cool. Colorless, tap, target creature can't attack or block this turn. Not too bad. Okay. Cool. Stops Voltrons and gets pesky chumpers out of the way. Mm -hmm. And colorless, colorless, tap, draw a card. Oh my god. Yeah. What were they thinking? That is an awesome card. It's an unreal card. And it's a 5-5 five, five for 6. Like, it's a, it's like you just you can block with it every turn and have it deal damage to something for nothing. Yeah, for literal nothing. It's ridiculous. I like that one. How about Endless One? Gee, lots of ends, hey? The promised end. Endbringer. Endless One. Jeepers. X for an XX. 
I don't mind it. And that's the whole thing. Actually, it's X for a zero zero, and it <laughs> comes into play with counters equal to X. I don't mind it. That is that is relevant because you could technically, if you have a Lord effect, you could play him for free, and he'd be a one one. Yeah. Right. There is a Lord effect in here, like specific to colorless creatures. That's why Devoid is important, and. If this deck did want to say F the budget and play doubling season, uh, you could make essentially the equivalent of a Desolation Twin, right? Where you're getting twice the number of power for mana spent. That's pretty good. So that's cool. How about Fathom Feeder? I like this guy. Black, blue for a 1-1 with Death Touch, Devoid, and Ingest. So Ingest is when the creature deals combat damage to a player, exile the top card of that player's library. I so, dig that. Yeah, it's it's important because some Eldrazi effects, not a whole lot in this deck, but they ask you to take things out of exile, put them back into the graveyard, and that's kind of like their drawback, right? So you need Ingesters. But wait, black, blue, three, draw a card. Each opponent exiles the top card of his her library. It's really good. Great mana dump late game when you rip them off the top and it's like, oh, I got 87 mana, including Urzatron. And it's like, oh, well, I guess I'll just pay 10 and draw two cards. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Forerunner of Slaughter. This guy might be a cut. He's a black, red, devoid, pay one, tar- colorless creature gains haste until end of turn. He's a 3-2. So efficient, but... I don't hate him. I don't hate him. Cool art. He looks like he's pretty fast. He'd be running pretty good. Yeah. I'd be afraid of him. He's probably got like 95 legs that you can't see. He's going so fast. Yeah. How about it that betrays? Ooh, I like this one. This might be on a milk list as well. 11-11 for 12 mana. Well, that sucks. That's terrible. Yeah. Annihilator 2. Ooh, that's a little better so now. If, yeah. If you weren't playing during original Zendikar block, Rise of Eldrazi, when this creature attacks, defending player sacrifices two permanents. When they attack... It's ridiculous. They don't even have to hit you. Anyways, whenever an opponent sacrifices a non-token permanent, put that card onto the battlefield under your control. So whenever they sack something, you just get it. Seems good with that Annihilator. Uh... Yeah, I wonder if there's anything else with Annihilator in the deck. All right, things with Annihilator. Let's see if there's any more. Let's start with Ulamog. Which Ulamog? How about Ulamog the Infinite Gyre? Oldamog. Oldamog. Oldamog is a 10-10 for 11. Yeah. Also sucky. Yeah, it's also shitty. Annihilator Four. Oh! <laughs> Annihilator one is devastating. Yeah, Annihilator two is unfair, and Annihilator four is just get wrecked, noob. Yeah, it's no wonder Emrakul, the Eon's Torn, is like banned. Yeah, how many? Six. Six. Yeah. Six, and you can't kill it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ulamog, 10 10 for 11. Annihilator four, when it enters about. Sorry, when you cast it, not when it enters, but when you cast it, destroy target permanent. It's pretty good. Also good. That's worth three mana right there. Yeah. And then you get Annihilator four. That's worth a bunch of mana. And Ulamog's indestructible. <laughs> and it's a 10-10. It's outrageous. What in the actual? Yes. God dang. Other Annihilator bro, we have Spawn Sire of Ulamog. Yeah, this is the last Annihilator card in the deck for right now. 7-Eleven. Huh. <laughs> That's weird. We're going to talk about those weird power and toughnesses, aren't we? Yeah. Okay. For 10 mana, Annihilator 1. Okay, fine. Take 7. Sacrifice permanent. Also, pay 4 to put 2 Eldrazi spawn creature tokens onto the battlefield. It's not bad. Pay 4. You get 2 mana back if you sacrifice those spawns. So really, you're paying 2 to get 2 if you sacrifice them immediately. But also, you can pay 20 to cast any number of Eldrazi cards that you own from outside the game without paying their mana cost. Weird ability, if you're playing super casual and you have your giant box of Eldrazi cards and you just pay 20 and plop your box on the table, if your playgroup's okay with that, cool. If they don't and you have a sideboard for your EDH deck of 10 or 15 cards, you can cast them all for free. I don't know about Sponsire Wulamog for that reason, but I like that it's got Annihilator, and I like that it makes Eldrazi spawn creature tokens. I feel like if you look at this card and think, oh, that's a pretty funny ability, you got to think, okay, now I'm playing Spawn Sire. What if my body across the table suddenly plays Burning Wish on me, or Glittering Wish, and they can just grab any multicolored card that they want? If that sounds cheap or broken, don't play Spawn Sire. Yeah, we specifically said in our play group that uh, no sideboards for, I think, Burning Wish in particular, because that's the one that grabs the sorcery, right? Yeah. It's red, and it grabs a source instant or sorcery from outside the game? Sorcery. Just a sorcery. And lots of times in 
EDH of old, like years ago when people were still kind of okay with that and it was kosher to have a 10-card sideboard for EDH, you'd fill your Burning Wish board with like Decree of Annihilation and Apocalypse and Jocklops and all these things that just like ruin the game for everybody. So kind of fell out of favor for that reason and I think Sponsire falls into that boat because you could just cast it, pay 20, win the game. Fun thing with him also, and we're going to get to this in the potential cut section, there's an infinite combo with him. So be on the lookout for that. Oh, mm. yeah. I didn't even notice. If you noticed it. Little teaser for later in the show. Okay, good. I'm excited. That's the last one with Annihilator. If we go back to big assholes, though, next one on the list, Kozilek the Great Distortion. Another Eldrazi, Eldrazi Jesus, is that what they're called? I forget. They have a name. I forget what they are. But he is a 12-12. I think they use the term Titan. Ooh. But I like Eldrazi Jesus better. (laughs) So Cosolite, the Great Distortion, is a 12-12 for 10. Jesus. Colorless, colorless 8 in particular, because that's the drawback, yeah. is you have to spend colorless mana on it. Like, that's hard in this deck. And, and with a super hardcore drawback like that, I'm sure this guy is just probably terrible. He's probably worse than Leviathan. Let's see what he does. When you cast him, if you have fewer than seven cards in your hand, draw cards equal to the difference. Hmm. Well, that's pretty good. Top of your curve, you have, like, one card in hand. Is that, is that flavor text underneath that? Nope. Or is that more rules text? That's rules text. He also has menace. So he has to be blocked by two or more creatures. So you can't just chump him and expect to get away with it. Oh, oh wait, is that? Oh, there's more. There's definitely more. What about those cards you drew with him? Let's say you cast him with one card in hand, so you drew six. What do you do with those cards? It looks like you can discard a card with converted mana cost of X to counter target spell with converted mana cost of X. Hmm. Jesus. So you you draw f- four, five, six, seven cards with them, and those cards are all high-ish converted mana cost Eldrazi cards. I suppose in Commander, I would want to counter other powerful spells that have high converted mana costs. Huh, pretty F good. that guy. Yeah, he's he's pretty... Let's see what uh, what else does Kozilek do. That's it, that's it. But he's a 12-12 for 10. He's that, even that is pretty good. Next up, we have Oblivion Sower. Hmm. I like Oblivion Sower a lot. I do too. So he's a 5 8 for 6. So we're doing okay there. When you cast him, target opponent exiles the top four cards of their library, and you may put any number of land cards that player owns from exile onto the battlefield under your control. Now, the little trick with him is sure, you get to exile four cards and get any of the land cards. If you've exiled other land cards with Eldrazi with him, you also get those. So all of these exile the top thing that we've been talking about are doubly good with Oblivion Sower. Or if you're being a real degenerate douche and you're playing a Leyline of the Void and they're cracking fetch lands into the into the exile, you just get all those back too. Oh, so sick. It's very good. So sick. That's what I like to do with them, but I'm a I'm a horrible human being. Okay, let's move on because we got a couple more, and there was a lot of weird creatures in this deck, so we got to blow through the rest of them here. Okay, Scion Summoner. Scion Summoner, two two for three. He enters the battlefield. He summons a Scion. Sifter of Skulls. He's a four three for four. Devoid, and when a non-token creature dies, you get a Scion. So he's a die guy. <laughs> Sire of Stagnation. Love this guy. Black, blue, four. For a 5-7 Devoid, when a land enters the battlefield under an opponent's control, that player exiles the top two cards of his or her library, and you draw two cards. He's like... It's insane. He's it's like, like Horn of Greed for you and not them. It's They get the finger in their eye. He's like Consecrated Eldrazi. I like That's that. That's what he is. Play yeah. a land, draw two cards. Great. How about Smothering Abomination? Another great one. Black, black, two for a 4-3 flying devoid. At the beginning of your upkeep, sack a creature. Sounds terrible. But whenever you sack a creature, draw a card. So you're drawing a card with him. But let's say you just have like 10 or 15 scions. Draw 10 or 15 cards. And now you have 15 mana because you sacrificed your scions. You could also sacrifice a Tide Drifter. Tide Drifter. 0-5 for a 2. Blue 1. Devoid. Other creatures you control get plus one, plus one. So if you, other creatures you control get plus zero, plus one. So if you randomly cascade into your endless one, he is a zero one. (laughs) 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 Phew, good thing we're playing something to make endless one good. (laughs) How about, uh, how about Ulamog the Ceaseless Hunger? He sounds super fair. Ulamog. Ulamog. Yeah, if Oldamog wasn't a big enough dick for you, how about a 10-10 for 10? So... He's more efficient than he used to be, still indestructible. When you cast him, you get to exile two permanents now, 
Exile them, not destroy them. Yeah, instead Exile of them. instead of one, you get to do two now. Lord. Now, instead of Annihilator, we cashed that in because that was too much of the feel bads, according to Watsi. When he attacks, defending player exiles the top 20 cards of their library. <laughs> I want to go Ulamog, attack, Oblivion Sower, get all of your land. Yes. That's what I want. That's what I want as well. Very excellent. How about Void Winnower? 11-9 for 9. Your opponents can't cast spells with even converted mana costs. And 0 counts as even in the reminder text. And when your opponents and your opponents can't block with creatures with even converted mana costs. So if they already have some, they can't use them. They can't block with them, I guess. He's odd. He's odd. Why don't they have one of these that's like the opposite? Because that would make it even. The Eldrazi's don't play even. <laughs> How about Warden of the... What the hell? Warden of the Geometries? Of Geometries. They, they use too many thes on Decimator of the Provinces and not enough thes on Warden of Geometries. Yeah. What does Warden of Geometries do? He's a 2-3 for 4 with Vigilance that taps to add a colorless mana. That's the that's the Kozilek mana dork. There's also an Ulamog mana dork who's like he adds 2 and he costs 5. I think I like him better. Yeah, I do too. Wasteland Strangler. Black 2, Devoid, for a 3-2. When he enters the battlefield, not cast, huh? You may put card an opponent owns from exile onto their graveyard, and you get to give somebody minus 3, minus 3. Pretty good. I enjoy this card. I don't think it should be a rare. I don't think so either, but it acts as a removal spell, and like the Ingester Processor deck in um, Battle for Zendikar was a limited deck, so removal on a dude has to be a rare. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's the thing. Got to protect that draft environment. Yeah. I think I think people liked it, though. He's at rare, and, I mean, he's a buck, so just yeah. pick him up. He's good. He's removal on legs. That's all the creatures. What a creature suite. Oh, goodness sakes. So we're going to go a little bit out of order here. I want to jump right to enchantments, because we mentioned a couple times these weird powers. I'm looking at 8, 9, 2, 1, 7, 7. I'm looking at three twos and five eights and seven nines and seven eleven. Yeah, whatever it is. We have got a little ditty in here called Wild Pear. And I think that you like this card. I do like this card. Let's Wild, give it a read. Wild Pear is a green is green green four for an enchantment. Whenever a creature enters the battlefield, if you cast it from your hand, you can search your library for another creature with equal combined power and toughness so you add power toughness if you get 10 you can find another thing that's power and toughness equals 10 and then you can put it into play for free usually okay you can cash in your 6-6 grave titan for a 6-6 you know vigor in your green black deck yeah right in this deck 8-8 is the same as 7-9 yeah and 4-4 is the same as 5-3 because you've got all these weird combined powers and toughnesses. 11-9 is the same as 10-10. So your Void Winnower finds you your Ulamog. Or your Nulamog. Or your Nulamog. Yeah, right. Now, notably, you're not casting them with Wild Pair, so you're going to miss out on the cast triggers, but when you have Annihilator 4, you don't really care. Yeah, it's not as important. Yeah, when your guy's indestructible and he's just going to end somebody's day... Yeah, you're you're doing fine. So carrying on with the enchantments, we've got a little ditty called Awakening Zone. Awakening Zone is an enchantment for green two. At the beginning of your upkeep, you get a 0-1 Eldrazi spawn creature token. And you can sacrifice that for mana, or you can eventually attack with it with your Decimator of the Provinces. Yeah, or you can attack with it to put counters on the next enchantment, one of my personal favorites, your Beastmaster Ascension. Yeah, whenever a creature you control attacks, you put a quest counter on it, and when it has seven or more quest counters, you get a 5-5. Five five. <laughs> Notably, you're getting quest counters when you attack with zero ones. Yeah. Did I ever tell my plant token story? Uh, I think so, but for new listeners, give uh, them the quick run-through. Quick run-through of this story. I was playing standard against standard John, and I was playing some mono-green, just crappy counter deck, and I had a co- colony heart, the land... Colony Garden. Colony Garden, Makes yeah. a plant token. I was just attacking him with it because it's funny. And the guy was like, hoo, 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 and he just let me keep doing it. And I had a Beastmaster Ascension out. He just wasn't paying attention. And he didn't notice that you're like every attack trigger, you're taking up your Beastmaster Ascension and for like five, seven turns. Exactly. And then on turn five of attacking with that, I attacked with like, I had the the sorcery. You get a snake, a wolf, and an elephant. <laughs> you're so bad. I know, right? <laughs> But then I attacked with all of those things, and I killed him. Because you are like, take 20? Yeah, because it was like, here, take 27. <laughs> he was like, well, how did that happen? Well, I ticked up my Beastmaster Ascension, but she wasn't paying attention. So excellent. Yeah, it was very good. 
So that's a good card. Next up, we have Dictate of Erebos. Black, black, three, flash. When you have a creature that dies, each opponent sacks creature. Pretty it's good with those scions. Grave Pact? Grave Pact with flash for an extra mana. It's it's fine. Uh, I think in this... When you're sacking spawns, it's good. I know. I, I don't think it's any secret that you're sacrificing spawns in this deck. So maybe you want the Grave Pact a turn earlier or for cheaper because you're going to see the average converted mana cost of this deck is like 1000 Yeah. Yeah. Next up, I think that this is a, a fairly straightforward cut. Eldrazi Conscription. Eight for a tribal enchantment Eldrazi Aura. Huh. Enchanted creature gets plus 10, plus 10, trample, and annihilator two. Sounds good, but could do better. It, it's very excellent when you can attach it, like with an Academy Rector right off the bat or in a Voltron deck. But we were talking before the show, and if you treat it like Eldrazi number 32 in the deck, it's a 10-10 for eight with Annihilator 2. That's very excellent. Which is great. The downside or the trade-off to that is you're getting two for one on whatever creature you attach it to, right? So if you treat it as a creature and their next removal spell that's going to target it... Every time. ...kills two things. Your conscription, air quotes, creature, and the creature that it's on. So you're going to get two for one when you play it almost all the time unless you know it's going to stick and you can kill somebody with it. Yeah. Next up, we have Emrakul's Influence. It is an enchantment for green, green, two. Whenever you cast an Eldrazi creature spell with converted mana cost seven or more, draw two cards. Two cards. That's pretty good. Two two cards. Two. Then we have Growling, Growing Rites of Itlamok. We talk about this one all the time. It's an enchantment for green, two. When it comes to play, you reveal the top, card, the top four cards of your library. You may put a creature card from among them into your hand at the beginning of your end step. If you control four or more creatures, you flip it over into a Gaius Cradle. Very excellent. Not too bad at all. There's like 10 cards that are going to trigger that Emrakul's influence. By themselves. Yeah, two cards. It's great. Next up, we have No Mercy. Whenever a creature deals combat damage to you, destroy it for oh. black, black, two. I like that. I like it too. Originally from Urza Saga, it's gonna, it's really going to deter people from attacking you early game, right? Yes. You know how, oh, hey, you're open. Here's two, three, four extra damage. Adds up to maybe 10 extra damage over the course of the game from turns one through five from players two, three, and four. And it's a quarter of your life total that you're saving just by dropping this card. Maybe turn two or three if you get like a soul ring or a mana rock. It's good early gameplay. Next up, we have Omniscience. Ooh, Omniscience. Blue, 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 seven. Ten. Yeah, ten total. Okay, so you may cast spells from your hand without paying their mana cost. Huh. It's really good. Yeah, really good with that Emrakul's influence. Every time you cast a guy for free, you draw two cards. Ooh. That's what you were talking about. We were talking about you need a full grip of cards or some way to consistently draw cards when you have an uh, an omniscience. Because yeah, it's probably not going to wheel the table. Somebody's probably going to destroy this. So if you happen to stick it on your turn, you want a way of abusing it as much as you can. Yeah, Emrakul's influence into um, omniscience is pretty good play. I like that. Next up, Parallel Lives. Parallel Lives is an enchantment for green four. If you would put, if an effect would put a creature token into play, you get two of them instead. We've been over how many different things produce tokens. I think I have written down that there are 11 different effects that put tokens or cards and seven of those are creatures that you can bounce some of them and, and play some of them again and get some of them for free with cascade. wild pair and cascade and oh yeah there's lots of tokens in this deck speaking of tokens speaking of tokens how about a sandworm convergence this one doesn't really fit this card doesn't make any sense give it a read is an enchantment for green green six Creatures with flying can't attack you or planeswalkers you control. At the beginning of your end step, create a 5-5 green worm creature token. So, several things. It's not making Eldrazi tokens, but it is making 5-5 tokens at the beginning of your end step. So you're probably going to see 10 power off of this. Maybe maybe 15 if it wheels three times. Cool. Creatures without flying can't attack you or planeswalkers you control. Fine. It acts like no mercy, so flyers can't hit you. But doesn't make sense why... Because it's sandworms. Yeah, sandworms attack things on the ground. Did you ever see Tremors? Yes. It wasn't until Tremors 2 they turned into ass blasters where they flew after people. That was Tremors 3. Yeah, I was just going to say, I think it was 3, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah ass blasters, they did. Now let's move on to some instants and sorceries. Do these real quick. We got Natural Connection. Instant, green 2, search your library for a basic land, put onto the battlefield, tapped. Scour from existence. 7, XL target permanent. What? <laughs> That's it. Swell of growth. 
Green, one. Target creature gets plus two, plus two until end of turn. You may put a land card from your hand onto the battlefield. Ah, uh, that's kind of like a ramp spell and a pump spell. Do you need it? Is it is rampant growth just better? I don't Ooh, know. Yeah, I think rampant growth is better. Probably looks good in foil, though. Definitely looks good in foil. Unnatural aggression. Weird. Okay, green, two, devoid. Target creature you control fights a creature and opponent controls. If the creature and opponent controls would die, exile it. So it's like green instant speed exile in this deck. Not too bad. You know what that also could be? Beast Within. Sorceries? Sorceries. We, Ooh, have... we, we like some of these. Yes, we do. Brando's favorite sorcery, Decimate. Two weeks in a row with Decimate. <laughs> yes! It's like I know how to make you like decks. <laughs> I just pick ones with Decimate. <laughs> yeah, just add Decimate. Decimate is green, red, two, destroy target artifact, target creature, target enchantment, and target land. Love that. Next up, we have the Dex Tutor is a Diabolic Tutor. One of the Dex Tutors. Black, black, two, search for a card, then shuffle your library. Explosive Vegetation. Green, three, search for two basics, put them into play tapped. That could be lots of other things, but it's Explosive Vegetation. It's fine. Hour of Promise. Ooh. Green, four, search your library for up to two land cards. Put them onto the battlefield tap, then shuffle your library. Sure, a Tron. Yep. Then, if you control three or more deserts, which you wouldn't, create a 2-2 zombie creature token. <laughs> it doesn't seem worth it, does it? Uh, At all. Five mana to get two of your three Urza oh, definitely Tron lands? Good. That's, definitely. that's good. I just feel like it could have like a less prohibitive caveat to get a 2-2. Oh, I get what you're saying. You have yeah. to play suboptimal lands to get a 2-2, really? Give me two 2-2s. Two, two Give me... Give me a zombie for each desert I control. Got to protect them limited formats. Because deserts deserts were common in Amonkhet if you ripped a rare Hour of Promise to find two deserts. Remember, they had removal on your land cards. You'd need to find two deserts, and then you get a zombie. The card was like a, like a bomb. Sylvan Scrying. Sylvan Scrying, search your library for a land card, reveal it, put it in your hand. Super good, because uh, it finds you your third Urzatron land if yes. Hour of Promise finds you your first two. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, we have Violent Ultimatum. <clears throat> Let's get this right. Black, black, red, 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 green, green, destroy three target permanents. Sounds a lot better than it is because that mana cost yeah. is insane. Insane. Of note, though, attack with Yidris, cast Violent Ultimatum for seven, cascade into 19 of your 31 creatures. Probably good considering how a lot of the really good Eldrazi start to be really good at six mana. Of course, so, a lot of the really shitty Eldrazi start to be really shitty at, at less than seven, too. Yeah. Yeah, not that he's playing really Six shitty is ones, like the, the hinge point for Eldrazi, right? <laughs> All right, let's hit the artifacts. Let's just, let's just bang through these like it's our job, because yep. it is. Commander Sphere. Mana Rock, draw a card when you sack it. Darksteel Ingot. Mana Rock, indestructible, can't kill it. Dreamstone Hedron. Mana Rock for three, draw three when you sack it. Fire Shrieker. Gives something double strike for overkill purposes. Hedron Archive. Mana rock times two, draw two, and you sack it. Herald's Horn. Makes your Eldrazi's cost less, which is super good. And you can reveal during your upkeep if you get when you get it. Lightning Greaves. Gives your Eldrazi haste, which is very important, and shroud. Rona's Monument. Not sure what this is doing in there. Three mana for a legendary artifact. Green spells you play cost one less, and none of them are green because they're all colorless. Whenever you cast a creature spell, target creature you control gets plus two, plus two, and gains trample. Probably trample. Yeah. Trample. Sol Ring. Sword of Feast and Famine. Pro green, pro black, plus two, plus two. Hit him, discard a card. Hit him also, untap all your lands. Cast another Eldrazi. Urza's Incubator. Makes your Eldrazi's cost less for three mana. Kind of like Herald's Horn, except not as good. Worn Power Stone. Mana Rock for two mana. There it is. Yeah. There's so our deck. Just of note, 11 card draw spells. Way more than what I expected. One of which is a utility land, so make sure you play those, kids. Eight things that target remove something, seven mass removal effects, and I'm including Annihilator there because Annihilate four, get wrecked. Yeah. Ramp spells, seven. Gotta cast the Eldrazi's. Mana, dorks, and rocks. Nine of them. It's lots. I like that. Yeah. Things that put tokens into play. I said that already, 11, and uh, that doesn't include Awakening Zone because I'm counting that as a ramp spell because it only costs three. Your mana rocks cost three. Yeah. Right? So, and then uh, mass pump effects. 
Just one. It, it, yeah, but it feels like they want more. Right? Yeah, they, they want more. It, but it feels like you want, want Overrun and Triumph of the Hordes and, and Overwhelming Stampede and stuff like that, right? 35 land, a little bit light, budget mana base, lots of basics. Of note, though, he is playing the, the three Eldrazi lands in, what are they? Eldrazi Temple. Gives you two if you use it to cast an Eldrazi. Also, Eye of Ugin. It makes your colorless Eldrazi spells cost two less, and you can tap seven it and sack it. No, you don't even have to sack it to search for an Eldrazi, put it in your hand. Yeah, so that's Tutor. And then the other one is Shrine of the Forsaken Gods. Shrine of the Forsaken Gods taps for colorless, or if you have seven or more land, you can tap it for two that you can use to play colorless things. Yeah, it's kind of like the same as Eldrazi Temple. So we like those, and he's playing the Urzatron lands, the mine, the tower, and the power plant. If you have all three of them, they give you seven mana instead of... Two, two, and three. Yeah, which is awesome, and ways to find them, of course. Moving on, turn one, we're not breaking any land speed records, remember, because there's like two one-drops in the deck. Turn two through four, I think you try and ramp as much as you can. There's nine chances to hit, like ramp spells in your first three turns so you're gonna get it so you're moving from like turn three to turn five and uh, on turn five if you have six mana that's when you start playing the the real eldrazi so real drazi so critical turn of five probably that's high it's high but it's fine like this isn't a this isn't like we said at the top of the show this isn't hyper competitive crush you by turn five dot deck yeah and then turn five plus Cast as many Eldrazi as possible. Yes. This yep. is this is a boulder deck where it starts off real slow, but as it goes and gains momentum, oh, yeah. it becomes more and more difficult to stop, and you kind of got to get out Snowball of the way. Snowball deck. It yeah. starts as a boulder, or a pebble, and it rolls down the hill and crashes into it doesn't care what. Yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, good spread. I noted to Brando that there are cards at every single converted mana cost in this deck from one CMC all the way to 13. Zero. To 13. Well, if you include lands. Endless one. <laughs> yeah, endless one, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Zero to 13. Good on you, E-Jack. You've covered the spectrum. I dig that. Too bad you're not playing Dinkmouth Infusion at 14. And why is a guy with a name like E-Jack not playing a <laughs> card called Dinkmouth Infusion? <laughs> oh, so excellent. I don't know. <laughs> bad on you. <laughs> Okay, potential cuts. I think you could add a Conduit of Ruin. He searches for a 7-drop creature and makes the first creature of your turn cost 2 mana less. Cut any big dumb idiot for this 65-cent tutor. You're adding a tutor, but it's going to let you find your good Eldrazi's and you're going to cut a bad one. Yes. So I think that's fine. I said that I liked maybe Nickel Bolas Planeswalker for 550 instead of Violent Ultimatum because it costs eight so you're going to cascade into 20 different eldrazi creatures or ramp spells or wild pair or whatever but he also has vindicate destroy target permanent non-creature he's got mind control which is gain control of target creature and you have lots of ways to sack that creature yes and then he also has a cruel ultimatum which lets you draw what three cards five cards it's like return you draw three deal seven damage and Make somebody discard 7,000 cards or something. Brando's going to look it up. Moving on. Maelstrom Wanderer. We mentioned how important we think haste is. And that forerunner of slaughter might get cut, I think, for a Maelstrom Wanderer. Because he has Cascade Cascade and costs 8. So you're going to hit 20 different creatures or your ramps or card draws or whatever. And you're going to give everything haste. If one of those cards that you hit is a Beastmaster Ascension, you've cascaded, cascaded. You can attack with everything all at once. Boof. Nick Boldus Planeswalker's ultimate ability. Deal 7 damage to target player. That player discards 7 cards and sacrifices 7 permanents. It's not quite Cruel Ultimatum, but oh, it's yeah. going to get you there. Yeah, I got I got um, Nick Bolas with Doubling Seasoned in Smitty's Planeswalker deck, and it just ruined my whole game forever. That'd do it, yeah. <laughs> that would do it. Okay, Pump Effects. Creator Hoof Behemoth. Decimator of the Provinces, like... I, I like that he's an Eldrazi. Cool. What about Triumph of the Hordes? We talk about multiple ways to win. Sometimes with Eldrazi, even when you give them all plus two, plus two, you can't kill everybody. With Triumph of the Hordes, gives them plus one, plus one, and everybody gets Infect. Very good. Not a hidden gem any longer. Like, everybody knows that that card exists. Yeah, everybody knows that's a thing. We talk about multiple paths to victory, and you have one. Infinite Combo. Tell me more. Yes. Okay. So we cut something, and we had a card called Fresh Meat. 
Now, fresh meat. We, we cut Eldrazi conscription because that sucker's like 15 bucks. Yeah, cut Eldrazi conscription, play fresh meat. Fresh meat is an instant for green three. And when you play it, you get a 3-3 three, three beast for each creature that hit your bi- hit any bin this turn. It's an instant? It's an instant. Wow. So it's good anti-wrath tech as well. Then, we were talking about this guy earlier. It that betrays. No, Sorry, Spawn Sire of Ulamog. You can pay four to get two guys. But if you have your parallel lives, you pay four to get four guys. And then you sack those four guys to make four guys. And all four of those guys hit the graveyard over and over and over and over and over and over Sack four, make four. Sack four, make four. Sack four, make four. Sack four, make four. Fresh meat. Infinite dudes. Haste enabler of some kind. Win. And if you didn't want to spend the 10 bucks on a Maelstrom Wanderer, you could also spend $5 on Concordant Crossroads. Or you could spend 25 cents on... Fervor. Fervor. Or you could spend 19 cents on Fires of Yavimaya. Yes. I like Fires of Yavimaya. All of those go into this deck if you need haste enablers. Because haste is very... I guess you could even just go for an anger. Go for an anger. Yeah, get an anger. Just sacrifice them. Yep. And the deck runs enough basics that it's probably going to have a mountain. You could play fun. And if you don't have a mountain, you could play Blighted Woodland and the regular cheapy fetch lands that we talk about. Like uh, Evolving Wilds. Evolving Wilds, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, very excellent. Also, I'm just... this This isn't a budget include, but I would get rid of that stupid Scour from Existence to just play All This Dust. All This Dust is a fucking beating. Yeah, all his dust is going to get you. And all your colored stuff is actually not colored because of Devoid. Correct. I mean, it'll get your enchantments and stuff, but it's worth it. If it gets everything that everybody else controls. Yeah, and you still have an Ulamog and another Ulamog <laughs> yeah. and a Kozilek and an Emrakul and everybody else is sitting there with jack shit. Yeah, all yep. his dust. Also, creature that wasn't included that me and Ryan were both surprised, Reality Smasher. Yeah, he's the 5-5 five, five for... Five? Five, five for five. Whenever he becomes the target of a spell or ability an opponent controls, you counter that spell unless that spell's controller discards a card. That guy is savage. Yeah, he was good in standard for a while, I think, right? He's good Look at in... me. I mentioned limited twice and standard. What the hell's wrong with us? I don't know. Back in opposite town. This is just another card. I mean, I was thinking this would be sweet. If you wanted to add a Planeswalker besides Nick Bolas, you could do Domri Rod. He uh, puts creatures in your hand with his one ability, or he can turn your giant dudes into fighting creatures, or his big win-the-game ability. You get an emblem where all your guys get trampled, double-strike, haste, and hexproof. I mean, if you're going to win the game more, you might as well just win the game more. Last one that I like, if you, you just talked about cutting Scour from existence, seven mana instant. I like seven mana instant, not of this world. Counter target spell or ability that targets a permanent you control. So if somebody's trying to dust one of your big Eldrazi, they cost seven or more, and you just counter it. And not of this world costs seven or less to cast if the spell that you're countering is targeting a creature with seven or more power. A lot of sevens involved there. Yeah. Sevens the Counter target spell or ability. Sevens. Jesus. Maybe, maybe Eldrazi's... The hinge point is seven, not six, (laughs) (laughs) as per not of this world. Card of the week? You mean card of the the week. week. Yes. Yes, that's what I mean. Card of the week this week is our boy Endbringer. Endbringer, as you may recall, is a 5-5 for five and a colorless. He untaps during each other player's turn, and he has a plethora of abilities that make you draw cards, they make you make things attack or block, or just ping stuff. And he is... 55 cents or 27 Canadian dollars. Yeah. Ah, uh, he's really good. He's there's nothing for him. I don't think he's a secret. No, he's not a, he's not a hidden gem, but I think that he's a card that could see play in other decks. Like I mean sometimes you just need some mana or you just want to draw some cards and this guy does everything. He kills dorks, he draws cards, he does everything that you want a, a big stupid creature to do. Milk list? Let's do that milk list. I'm excited for this one. Milk list is as per edhrec.com a list of cards organized by converted mana cost in the color pairing that we're talking about. The most popular card at each converted mana cost. Today, black, green, red, blue. No white. Glintai. Yeah, what, is, what was the funny name you came up for last time? I don't remember. I feel like it was something like Pink Eye or Stink Eye. Dink Eye. Dink, yeah, it was something like yeah, that. Yeah, that sounds like us. Yep. Okay, at the zero converted mana cost slot, Dink Eye, Mana Crypt. No. Not in the deck, no. Sol Ring at one. Yep. Simic Signet at two. No. Huh. 
Chromatic Lantern at three. That'd be a good one. Nope. We're striking out here. Whispering Madness at four. Nope. Reforged the Soul at five. Nope. Ether Sworn Sorcerer at six. Nope. That is a distinct Yidris card. <laughs> Dragon Mage at seven. Nope. Treasure Cruise at eight. Nope. In Garrick's Wake at nine. Nope. Here we go. Kozlik, Butcher of Truth at 10. No. What the hell? Temporal Trespass at 11. No. It that betrays at 12. There we go. Got him. Emmercool, the Promised End at 13. Yes. Got him. Dinkmouth Infusion at 14. No. <laughs> E-Jack? Get Dinkmouth. <laughs> Draco at 16. No. Three Milk List matches. Jesus. I thought we were going to have like 13. But we all know why that is. Because he's playing a spicy-ass brew. Because he's playing Yidris, and every card on that milk list is a Yidris card. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So speaking of spicy-ass brew, 2,308 Yidris decks on EDHRack.com. Most popular commander. His lists, if you add up all of the other Glintai combinations of possible commanders. Including Glintai Nephilim, which is an unofficial commander. He still has two times more than them. Jeepers, creepers. Yeah, he is by far and away the most popular here, and one of the most popular in Commander. Yeah, and remember, this is the um, this is the combination that you get Thrasios and Vile Smasher, which is like a uh, it was a competitive deck. I think Vile Smasher actually got banned in one v one French EDH. He's pretty good. Yeah, he's good in one v one. Makes it not random anymore. Number one on the EDH rec ranking list: average converted mana cost four point nine eight. That's really high. Jeepers, it's man, really, that's really so high. high. Critical turn, we talked about being five plus. Optimal game size, I think you want to play this in the biggest game possible because it's so slow. You want people's stuff to get wrathed, diverting attention, play the political game until you can cast the bringers of end. Yes. Yes. That is exactly it. Yes. That's Two. also why you want haste enablers to make your big turn not have to wheel through six other guys. That. Mm-hmm. Yeah, super important. Three tutors in the deck. It's quite a few. Yeah, one of them's on a land, which is weird. I'm giving them points. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Uniqueness rating, 55 different cards than the stock Yidris list. and the, That's not surprising. Yeah, no, the crossover comes from like your ramp spells and stuff, not your creatures. Correct. <laughs> yeah. Punch it all in. Beep, boop, 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 boop. 52. Nice. Passes the 50 test on the spice rating calculator. And you know what? If you cut... One of those tutors, you're looking at 59. That's almost 60. That's getting really spicy. Yeah, that's getting up there really good. It's something nobody expects. Nobody sees that coming. Yeah, for sure. And uh, you know what? I I really do like the fresh meat include. I like that include. Fresh meat's a great card. That's a hidden gem. If that was in here, that'd be card of the week. Yeah. Because fresh meat is a great card. Yeah. So I guess if you like spicy, old school, battle cruiser style decks... If you like an affordable deck, like the deck only costs 238 bucks. Is this going to be one of those ones that's going to be cheaper to get into because you already have the cards? Uh, if you already have Eldrazi Jesuses, Eldrazi Jesai, yes, yes it is. If you already have like your Urzatron and your temples and like the land base is cheap, but Urzatron is going to cost you 15 bucks and El- Eye of Ugin is like whatever, $89 million. Yeah. And if you already have some of the big Eldrazi, it'll be cheap to build because every Eldrazi is like a dollar. Yeah, you can go out and find them. It's just, would you have them in your binder? Like, I don't have lots of these things. No. And you know what? The instants and sorceries in the list, lots of them were printed recently and or in Commander products. Yes. There were a lot, I noticed lots of Commander set symbols when we were going through that. So the you could list. you could build this deck on the cheap. Final strength that I liked, Stompy Aggro style. I think it would play very nicely to your strengths, and I know for a while you were pretty high on Yidris. Yes, I love Yidris. Yeah. Uh, then we did our tier one list, and I was less high on Yidris. After yeah, that. you hate him. Yeah, I hate him now. But uh, he's not even the best of the best of the best. He's maybe like tier point one two five. Yeah, he's not as, <laughs> he's not as good as he as he was. Slow as balls, clunky. Doesn't mulligan well at all. No. No, because you could mulligan, you're like, I have five guys that cost nine or more, and you mulligan, and then you have five guys that cost nine or more. Yeah. Yeah, so if you don't like to mulligan, or, or if, you're, if your play group is real sticky on how you mulligan or how many times, if you mulligan, like, air quotes, proper way. You'd be in trouble, yeah. Yeah, this deck might not be for you. And you know what? It does lose to something like Engineered Plague. Something that gives a certain creature type minus one, minus one, or keeps you off or makes it unable for you to sacrifice your scions. 
you're gonna have a bad day. It's gonna be. It's, there are lots of things that could interfere. Lots of monkey wrenches to go into the gears, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Lots of monkey wrenches to f with your Eldrazi tentacles. What do you think? Final thoughts? Final thoughts. This is a deck. Again, like I said before, I wasn't really looking forward to this one, but after looking into it, I actually kind of really enjoy it. I like these big game decks big game decks that require you to be good at playing them and be good at playing the political game and there's lots of room for improvement that's both cheap and easy and we totally forgot to put in the better awakening zone card which i'm going to do right now in the final thought it's called from beyond it's green three you get a scion during your upkeep instead of a spawn and you can pay mana and sack it to find an eldrazi there's no reason for it not to be in here and it's like a 40 two cents or something it's super good so add that in the point is the deck is big it's swingy it's fun it's one of those cool beer drinking decks when you're sitting around and you've accidentally found yourself in a seven player game once you tune this thing up you'd win all kinds of games like that because nobody sees you coming because you're sitting there playing with yourself doing nothing for hours and all of a sudden the game is over and you're standing there going ha 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 like that another deck that will allow you to do things like that is the spaghetti and meatballs deck that we're giving away like, follow, interact on Twitter or Podomatic or Facebook to get entered to win that. The draw is next week. And you can search us up on Facebook to find all the actual official details and how many entrants each thing will get you. So that's it for kind of lists proper, but keep them coming in because next week we're going to do a really special episode. We're going to take the best of the rest and just highlight some of the really cool interactions that you guys have sent us and cool combos and themes and all sorts of things that you guys are sending in. We're going to highlight them all in a very special episode of the next Commander Cookout podcast. Hit our theme song! That's the spaghetti slurping sound.